0: Hi and welcome to the Art of the Profitable Lifestyle Gym podcast. I'm Chris Thorndike, a 14 year practicing brick and mortar gym owner. In this podcast, we'll talk you through how to grow your gym membership base with long term members, how to create a consistent flow of leads, and how to enjoy running a gym that gives you the income you need to live the lifestyle you want. I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit. hey good morning guys join today andrea ramos our marketing director i'm chris thorndyke welcome to the podcast good morning andrea
1: good morning how's it going
0: awesome parker's two-year-old birthday today and uh super excited about that um you know as a new dad how
1: does it feel to be a dad to a two-year-old
0: getting older there's that (laughs) sense of You know, trying to keep up with her interests and you know have fun. It's it's kind of like relearning how to be a kid again. You know, you as a business owner, you you have so many like responsibilities, and then my responsibility to her is like, how do I get on her level of play? And it's Mm -hmm. it's a really fun challenge, but it's super challenging. So yeah. Uh, I was
1: talking to my husband, Jared, about that this weekend because he was like, oh, I'm." he's like, I'm excited for our friends who have kids to like uh for them to grow up so that we can go to Disney with super specific <laughs> so we can go to Disney with them because it's much more fun to go to, like Disney or theme parks with little kids. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I have a, a friend who has a three or four year old now. Um, But when she was two, like going to like a theme park, experience something that you've already experienced with like the perspective and lens from like a little kid, like it almost like you get to borrow their awe about like experiencing things for the first time. So yeah, you saying that just reminded me of like, there is that like level of like curiosity and like awe that a little kid has that you kind of forget and you have to like step back into and like meet them there
0: um so there's so. something too with business owners i, I was talking to uh, my coach and a couple friends about this where people who are achievers and a lot of owners you know entrepreneurs are they struggle with celebrating or recognizing milestones or moments and you can learn a lot from your kids in how they get excited and you know uh, so that, that is a, a lesson for me that constantly I'm, I'm trying to work on is like when you have a win in your business, often what creates this momentum for future growth is how meaningful the work you put into it and the lessons that you learn to get to this like celebration. But if you never celebrate, you really don't reflect on the things that made you successful. And I looked at uh my daughter, uh, my wife has told me this story where we have Mickey and Minnie balloons. They're like the size of her. And she gives uh, the balloons to her for her birthday this morning. And, and like, if you just picture like the home alone where he you know, puts like the aftershave on and he hits his face in his face like goes, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't tell this at home, but my mouth's wide open and like just this pure joy. And I was like, man, if you could bottle that up for every win in your business of the excitement, mm-hmm. Ah, it just made me feel like I want that feeling. Um, so it, it's just that I would say is what brings me back to wanting to separate maybe work and and, and life. Um, because you can get caught up in the responsibilities and and forget, like we we chose this because it was something that we're passionate about. And when you're passionate about something, there should be equally joy, excitement and like celebration. And I don't know that business owners are experiencing that enough. So anyhow, that's how my morning went. And, and that's what I, I've been thinking on lately, but um, yeah, super pumped. And then we also talked about, this is a, a milestone. And I think in every business owner's life is like about two years ago, you know, most of the world shut down for, in the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And you remember specifically because the world, like everything shut down the day Parker was born.
0: <laughs> I was and I remember hospital. being like,
1: yeah. oh my gosh, what a day for Chris.
0: <laughs> Sending an email saying, Hey, uh, we just got told we got to shut down. And by the way, uh, my daughter was born. Um, so yeah, that, that is kind of a big moment just today of soaking it all in. We're two years out from something that was, you know, globally world-changing, and we should be celebrating that we all made it through in different forms or fashion, and we're still here, so, you know, there's something to to be thinking about today, guys.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: All right, so uh, important topic uh, today, and, and something I think, Andre, we're equally passionate about, where in, in the industry, there is a notion of creating professional careers, you know, what does a professional career even look like uh, what type of income makes sense um all the things associated with you know what what's going to take for me to have happiness and you know call this something that is going to provide for my family and there's a thread in here uh you brought this up you know this this notion of leaders eat last almost uh overwhelmingly noticeable that uh owners don't seem to be able to put themselves first in their business and to their detriment, to the point where some of them have convinced themselves that building a professional career that provides income uh, at a level that anyone would hope for isn't possible. And that's a false belief and a false narrative, I believe, um, but I want to open this up and have the discussion with you guys out there, because if you're thinking that or believing that, we need to really give it some thought. And then also, too, what could be getting in your way, um, in your mindset, and possibly even the structure of your business. So we, this is an important topic if you want to make more money, and you also want to understand how to maybe move some ways that your company set up around to start thinking about professional careers and income and, and start, you know, talking about the things that really matter of, I think, putting yourself first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's very, so I was even before the call, I was like, yeah, I think this will be a really good topic because, um, I understand to a certain degree, like you know, the, the joy and the pride that comes with like, oh, I, you know, I was able to hire someone full-time and, um, I'm giving them a career, an opportunity to do what they love, um, professionally. And that makes sense to me, but I also wonder like why, why the why is sometimes that seem more important than creating a professional uh, career and salary for yourself as the owner first I think sometimes um like yeah, sometimes I wonder like why isn't the conversation about creating a like a a real professional income and career to build your life as as the gym and then yes, like let's talk about like how we can also create fulfilling careers and professional salaries for, um for our coaches but what yeah I guess my my sort of like biggest question is like what stops gym owners from putting themselves first in their business
0: all right here's my thought okay I'm gonna put this out there I don't know if you guys will take this or not but I th- I'm gonna break it into kind of two main uh think you know ways of thinking I think the first part what you're saying is like this feeling that you get as an entrepreneur, as a leader, there's a lot of pride when you are leading people. And then when you're providing, say, an income source that allows that person, we'll call it the freaking American dream, to afford a home, to support their family, there's something intrinsically like, wow, I can sleep really good at night, knowing that what we've built here, not only are they happy, seemingly happy in their career, but they're also providing financially. And there's a sense of maybe stability uh, that you're, you're providing for someone. So I can, I can totally get that, that draw. And, and as an owner, you're a builder. So when you have that, it can feel like you've arrived at, a, you know, a certain level of development in your business. Okay. Now here's the other part. I, I honestly think in, in our industry, some of this, is like the cart before the horse. So here's what i mean. I think when you're a young business or a maturing business and you need help and your business is is starting to grow, maybe you're getting a little burned out and you start looking for help in this industry and you start realizing, hey, I it would be great to get off the coaching floor. But I only need so many hours, and if I can't find someone for just those hours, that also means that I could have them help in other areas of admin or other areas of the business outside of just coaching. And there's this thought that just because I find someone, a body, or the first person that raises their hand, then I'm going to get a lot more support, um, and it'll allow me to work you know, more on the, on my business. But here's what happens, I think, truly, is when you start over hiring for what the business is ready for, say full-time position right away, the business systems aren't developed enough to drive that next layer of growth. So here's where I think what happens. I actually think that it's harder to confront a full-time employee in your business who you've made promises to, who you've uh, you know had a set uh, salary or expectation of income. And if they're not performing in your business, that's a really difficult thing to go to them and say, hey, we made a mistake. We don't have this much work available. Or two, I'm going to have to change the pay structure to more of what administrative work and coaching hours we do have. That's 100% consistent. But the remaining amount might have to be commission, Might have to be a different way to do it. And that's a really difficult thing to do. So I think people are actually overhiring. hiring." and then not confronting the the real issue of underperforming team, and then they're sacrificing themselves.
1: Okay, so that makes more sense. You feel responsible for the decisions you made, and it almost kind of feels like I can't go back and even change the structure because one, I like that I can do this, and two, I made this decision to, you know, hire this full-time person with the hopes of getting more time back and then using that time to create, you know, the income for me, it's like almost kind of like that part of the equation never happened. And so it feels like I can't actually go, like, I can't take what I promised you just because I couldn't do what I needed to hear.
0: And there's one more layer, and this is the scary one.
1: There's one more layer.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's one more layer. When you give up job duties as a small business to employees, they'll fill the hole of coaching classes and they'll, they'll do a, a good job. Same thing, administratively, click buttons, send emails, answer you know, messages. They'll do a good job. But this opens the door to what do I do to create more growth, to create more scale as the owner? So if there is no plan beyond just backfilling your own job responsibilities, this responsibility is also now on you to go out and create more growth. And if you're failing at doing that or not developing the skills and pushing the company to a new level of revenue to cover that new salary or new expenses, to make you know all the, the profit margins work and the numbers work, and that part's failing... That also means that you have to look in the mirror and say, what I'm doing is not working.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say failing. I would just say, you, don't, you haven't really mastered or like even started to build the skill of like business growth. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? You do that by marketing and selling effectively consistently well creating demand in your market positioning your gym and your product as the solution for your ideal client who is your ideal client how do you reach them what do you say where do you meet them (laughs) like there, is like those are the questions that you need to know as the owner of the business and you might just not be at a place where you know and understand that well which means that your skill of uh Business like growing businesses is just not at the level you need it to be, but not because you don't want it to be. You just like might not have a direction of like what what do I actually do every day? Like I start the day and and then
0: what? (laughs) Here's here's why I said failure, and I didn't mean that you know maliciously, but to the owner out there, they feel that they 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 could be telling themselves they're failing, and here's here's the full circle. Well, if you, if you tell yourself that and you believe that, you're going to go seek out wins. And if I can't win in this area of ownership, I can still win at this area of leadership or providing for a team member that I, and in fulfilling the promise that I made. So <clears throat> that's why I say it like that. And, and you're absolutely 100% true. This is not a failure. This is an opportunity for more growth and skill building. But if you're stuck in that mindset, This could be this loop that is constantly the groundhog day that you wake up to. And and you're creating the thoughts and these feelings that are perpetuating this stuck feeling.
1: Yeah. So it's not even that it's the, that you feel like the failure of it. It's not necessarily like, I mean, that you are, um, it's just that the feelings that come are like, I can't figure this out. Like. I'm failing in this area, but I'm winning in this area because I have a full-time team member and I have a lot of time to, you know, not be at the gym, which is, that's a great thing. But also, are you paying yourself a professional salary? And do you have a professional career? Like you, you can have both like the flexibility, time freedom, and the income that can support your lifestyle. Right.
0: Yeah. In a sense, you know, if, if you get into this, And it can feel like a trap where you've given up essentially your income to backfill these responsibilities and create this career for someone. Well, if you don't grow the business beyond the costs of that, plus your new salary, then that's often what happens is they give up the income that could have been going to them. They have their time back, but they don't have their time and the income that they once did.
1: Yeah. So how did you walk through that process? Cause I know that you had a team member that was full-time. Um, and then, you know, the business model was just shifting to a, a like us more simple model that didn't require a full-time member to fill that position. Um, and you wanted to kind of build the business to really support your income goals and your lifestyle freedom goals. Like talk to us about like, what were the feelings that came up? What were the emotions that came up when you one realized like, I have to take this position from full-time salary to part-time to the eventually like phasing this position out. Um, Yeah. What came up for you?
0: All the feelings that we talked about, like that sense of pride <clears throat> and being a leader were a hard look in the mirror. And, and, and I had to remind myself that as a leader, you're also responsible for making the hard decisions that would put the, put the company back on track. And if, if I'm not on track and I'm the one leading the company, then who am I? to lead people. If I'm not happy, if I'm feeling drained, if I'm feeling, you know, unhappy there, the whole foundation is shaky. Only the employees don't know it. And it's just like this ticking time bomb in you of like, I don't want to do this anymore. So you're, you're really just feeling like you're on an Island knowing in the back of your head, what's necessary in terms of the business must provide x dollars for my lifestyle for my family to to feel financially stable. So I think that's a constant for a lot of people like the money thing has to be settled. Money is so important to keeping things running it's like the fuel in a car. So I think that was one of the biggest drivers. I think I can't really talk to any owner and them not bring up you know money. Uh, so that in itself of just leaning into that feeling and say, yeah, Chris, you're right. I do need to, uh, make sure that this piece is not cut in half, is not, uh, you know, shrunk down. And then in hopes of the business growing to a future rate in two months or three months, or I'll, you know, I'll settle into this new paycheck. And then this person that I'm gonna hire is gonna come in and save everything and grow it. And then everything's gonna go back to how it was. And that's a real pipe dream for so many people that this person's gonna come in and everything's gonna radically change overnight or quicker than expected. But the truth is, as you become a manager, you're, you're faced with training and people problems. So I think for me, the the first real epiphany was getting serious of like, this is the income I need, period. So if that money is in the business, that's your money. And if you don't have a clear training process or a clear path for more scale um, and developing the skills, if you don't have those, like you said, then I don't believe you're ready to grow. And the truth is, who's pressuring you to grow? Why do you feel that a full time position is the answer? And
1: I think for the majority of people, full time employees means they get back more time. Is that not your interpretation?
0: I think time is relative. You know, a lot of people that I talk to as well is. You know, they only divide the, the time piece into class hours. Whereas some people say, no, 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 beyond class hours, I don't want to answer emails or, you know, organize stuff. Um, and, and I think that's directly to the business owner's interests and passion in the business, like what they enjoy out of it. Um, but as an owner operator, chances are you've done just about every role in your company. Um, and we're we're trying to divide and conquer and become more efficient as small business owners growing, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to jump right into full-time employees or that you're responsible for providing this for someone if you yourself are not experiencing it.
1: Got it. Okay. So I think I understand. You said time is relatives, which which essentially means like you will, you will spend less time coaching, but if this is your first hire, it means, and your business is still kind of growing. It means your time is now going to be allocated to working on the business. Um, and so you're still going to be working. Um, it's just that now you're, you're forced to kind of work on, 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 things that are harder, right? It's pretty easy for you to coach a class. It's pretty easy for you to like manage a bunch of people during a workout. The thing that you now have to focus on the, 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 the tasks that your time is now being spent on are just a higher level of thinking, of marketing, of selling. Um, so you're saying it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get back more time it especially, you know, dependent on like what level of business you're at. Cause if you're just growing and you're trying to grow your group program, like that's going to require marketing and selling it to get it to a point where it like supports your overhead expenses, your salary. Um,
0: yeah. I think there's this notion that just say, we'll, we'll do it like this. Say you were to hire someone to coach six classes a week, you know, and, and you're feeling burned out and you're like, I need to work on my business more. Those six hours are not a trade out of you get off the floor six hours and then they are simply plugged into your six hours class. What most people uh, fail to recognize is that slides you into what a new responsibility in ownership is, is called manager. So now you have to develop that person. You have to uh, manage that person. That's an active job role now of saying, are they... Coaching to the standard I did, or to the do we even have a standard? And then are we practicing and getting better at at providing a similar level of service? And because we're in the people business, these are real relationships. So people have to get comfortable, build trust. It takes time, and they're not going to learn that on their own. They're certainly not coming in with those skill sets. Otherwise, they'd be doing this on their own.
1: Yeah. So it's almost not like six for six, it's like six for four. You work hours and
0: and then scale that to a second employee, you know, or a third and like, it just multiplies. So yeah, there's a certain percentage if you're looking at it like that, that it's not a hundred percent trade out. And I think that's getting missed too. And, um, I, I understand the burnout guys. I do. It's just, you have to recognize that a lot of the employer people problems that also come with hiring people is that there's a training model, there's a management model that needs to be factored in if the business is going to truly scale and grow. Um, so it, because that's not prevalent, I think, in the industry, there's some clear problems that we're, we're starting to see, similar to the ones that we're talking about here, is owners, yeah, are hoping that the employee that steps in is going to scale the business. They're going to be able to maintain the numbers or even, you know, grow beyond is the goal. But a lot of people are giving up their own income to make the hire. And I think a lot of people out there feel stuck with this promise or this pride. And we should have looked at a stepping stone model of growing the business, to certain levels of development before you're ready for a full-time or you recognize that you don't need full-time. Full-time is not a natural progression in every business. You know, it's more like a tool. Yeah. Which tool is right for the job.
1: So let's talk about that. Cause I think sometimes full-time people use synonymous with professional. And I've heard you say, I have a a team of part-time professional coaches which I think some people would be like, no, no, you don't. They're not full time. Um, you can't dedicate like everything to this craft, which means that, you know, you're, it's not, it's not full time. It ha uh, it's not professional. It has to be full time. Um, so yeah, share your thoughts about how, like you, what you define as professional and why you don't really tie it to time and hours worked.
0: Yeah. Um, the way I started looking at this is it's a professional experience. And if, if you walk into one class hour on the floor and the coach instantly introduces you, makes you feel comfortable, welcome, uh, guided, gives you feedback, you have the best mm. workout you ever had, and you walk away just feeling like you know, you're know, you on clouds of like, whoa, it, it just hit you. That, to me, is a professional job well done, where it made you feel this significance and you're like, dude, I got to come back here. And that is the overall identity of a professional, in my opinion. It is not tied to a title of something I've handed out as a role in the company. What we're actually talking about is, can I get a repeatable experience like that over and over again for this person but also collectively as my employee regardless of how many freaking hours they do
1: kind of like disney kind of going back to like where we started the conversation (laughs) they they provide a professional experience like a very unique magical experience Mm -hmm. and not everybody that works there is full-time like there are like part-time people that make that experience happen Which that makes a lot of sense to me. Like it's not necessarily that they have to be there full time to be a part of a professional experience. Um, I think the argument then would be, but like, I can't provide like the part-time salary that I pay them can't provide for their entire livelihood, which you're right you can't it is like I I like to like think about it as um, like that doesn't have to be something that your business does like you can create a lot of like uh, part-time jobs that people enjoy like showing up for enjoy being a part of the experience um, use it as like side income um, and and that could be like what you do really well. I think sometimes people equate to like, but if I don't hire someone full time, I didn't make it or I I'm not successful. Um, and I, I think like that if that's a desire that you have, like, I don't think it's a bad desire, but I also would, would like kind of dig deeper and ask like, who told you that means success? Like who told you that that is like what would get you like the check mark of success like checked off? Um, Because if it's just like your own thoughts creating that, you can also just change your thoughts to what you've uh, moved to, which is I have a part-time team of professional coaches who enjoy coming in, who like what they're doing, who really enjoy the extra income, but they're also, they have their full-time job that they're also pursuing. Um, so yeah, what are, I guess, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think you put that well. I mean, it, it's an outlook of what, it, it gets into management model of, of what model of employment is going to put the business in an ideal position, put the owner's lifestyle of running the whole thing in an ideal position um, and allow you to live in this, this world of, I enjoy what I'm doing. Things run smoothly. It feels like there's, there's things I'm building and growing. And I feel all of those things. And there's also moments when I had five full-time employees and I didn't feel that way, you know? And 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 so the, the full-time employees not going to solve that feeling, yeah. you know? What we chase, I think is momentum and uh, growth. Um, and we define growth often by, I want profit to grow. I want time freedom to grow. I wanna feel challenged, um, impactful um in my my people's life both members and employees I feel all those things and I know there's a lot of people out there with full-time employees that are probably feeling resentful oh I pay this person so much and they don't do this doing yeah yeah. and and that's a real thing so just because you carry the title and you have the salary doesn't mean it's a good deal for either one of you I know a lot of full-time people that are unhappy in their job role their boss sucks or they don't feel challenged in the role. They're secretly looking for another job because they're, they feel like it's mundane or not purposeful. So I think this also has to do with the deeper layer that we're talking about is you. You know what, what belief system do you have? Do you believe that you need a full-time employee or several to be successful? But if you're not successful, meaning by your own definition of income and time, is it really working? and what are the steps, you know, to, to, to look within to say, is it a me thing or is it a model thing? And yeah. you know, for me, I, I, I did that for years, like constantly reevaluating my process of making the full-time job, you know, my priority. And I always put myself last and over time that, you know, it just, I became less and less happy, less and less motivated. And I started looking at the things that did motivate me of having, you know, uh, a role more actively in my business. You know, this was never a company that I wanted to be like a board member or CEO of like sitting on the sideline, calling all the shots and everybody else goes out and does the work. It's like, I want to be like the player on the field playing with my team. You know, it's like a sports yeah. team analogy where it's like, we're going out and we're going to crush it. And I'm, I just happen to be the team captain, you know? So it's a different mindset of, of that.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I had a thought and I just slipped my mind. Uh, it'll come back to me, but I mean, I think it's a different way to, to think about, yeah, just building your, oh, here's the thought. Um, the the, the analogy made between, like, is it me or is it the model? Um, so I think someone can have the desire of, like, I want to provide a full time income to a, f- like a full time employee, professional salary, and then also me. So can, can I do both? Um, and so let's say that is, you know, 60,000 take home for the owner um, a year, and then we'll just duplicate 60,000 take home for the full-time employee. If that is like what you want to do, um, that is, it is possible. It is possible. What you're going to need to do is either increase your group rates to a level that supports paying both of you guys that amount, be really lean with your operations. You want to have your rent low. You want to like really kind of optimize your expenses. Um, You still want to hold like a healthy level of profit Um, so somewhere between 2000 to 5,000, you know, kind of work that into the equation. Um, and then, you know, you, you will see that that group rate is probably in the 300, 350, maybe even more dollars a month. Um, and so now you're, if you want to build this type of business in a simple way, it's like, how do I get to a point that I can sell this group membership at this really premium rate? Like. How do I become the person, the business owner that can package, market, and sell this program in my market? That's the problem you would need to solve. And if you're like, nope, don't want to do that. I live in a like blue collar market. No one here can afford that, that that wouldn't work, which, first of all, is a whole other conversation. (laughs) It's a whole other money mindset thing. But let's just say that that's where you're at. Um, And you say, I want to sell my program at um, $150 a month. I want to pay professional salary to my full-time employee, and I also want a professional salary. That is a more complicated business model to build. Is it possible? Yes. You're going to need to. Um, gosh, a part of me is like it, it's it's possible, but it's going to be like it's even hard for me to think of like like all you have to do. You're going to have to s- sell a lot of gym memberships to. You know, contribute to your revenue. You're probably going to have to add a nutrition program that you can upsell your members to. Um, You're probably gonna have to sell some PT because PT can create a lot of like you know cash injections that will help you. Um, If you're if you're selling uh, gym memberships at 150 dollars a month. You're going to like really be competing on volume, which means you're bringing in more people. Your your gym is growing to like the 200, maybe 300 members, which is going to require another hire that is taking care of admin and making sure you know member retention stays, so that revenue actually stays and doesn't leave. Um, You and the part time and the and the full time employee won't. Be the only people coaching classes because you're probably going to have more classes to serve more people. So you're going to have to now insert one or two part time um, team members to to kind of supplement that that schedule. And so that just feels hard to like even think through and talk about. Um, and so so that's just kind of like painting those two pictures is like what like what kind of business do you want to run? Like what do you want it to feel like? How do you want it to to be. And, um, that is more important to like, know and understand. Cause you can get to a point where like, you know, you make this complicated model work, but internally you're feeling really like life is very hard. You wake up on Mondays and it feels like, oh gosh, I have to do this all over again. You get to the end of the month and like, you're nervous. Cause you don't know if everything's going to come together. It does. And then you start the next month and it over again, like the cycle of like, can I do this again? Um, you know, if, is that the experience that you want with running your, your gym? And if the answer is like, yes, if I can make it work, as long as I'm like paying someone full time, then that's your own personal choice. But if you're like, that sounds very draining. I don't want to do that. And the sacrifice and the business decision I have to make is I have to be okay with a part-time team. I have to be okay with a professional experience created by a part-time team where I'm the business owner. I am, you know, the full-time, uh, person in the seat and I'm working on the business. I'm leading my team. I'm working with them. And it's, you know, uh, just the way that I do business. And so I think I just wanted to throw that out there because any model works, it's really about like, what do you want your business to feel like? When you're running it, if you want it to be simple, lean, and profitable, then you want to find a model that is simple, lean, and profitable and work that
0: you, you got excited on that. <laughs> I could feel your, energy. I was like, yes, she is digging it. And, and here's the, the funny thing too, is like, I think the hardest part of making this call is you have to decide for yourself, right? Like there's going to be all these different people saying, here's what I did. And ultimately, you have to choose. And my message to you guys, yes, I've. this is going into 15 years of doing this, um, studying business management at University of Florida, having a background in models and, and management structures, and still making all these failures just shows you how difficult the people problem is. It is the number one problem in every single business. It is. So what we're talking about is the biggest challenge for every owner, every manager out there is to make these um, decisions around people and people get complicated because they'll promise you they'll work X number of hours or they'll stay with you for X number of years. And then on a dime, get a new offer or a significant other gets another offer and it can completely crumble this well-oiled machine that you've built. And, you know, that can be Difficult for someone who has a full-time person who says life is great. They coach all the mornings. I coach the evenings and I have a couple part-time people. And then when you have to replace that person, you know, finding someone, rebuilding the business with the same level of poise or relationship they have it, you know, you're, there are pros and cons to everything is what I'm saying, but the choice is yours. And over the last 15 years, I realized that I started, you know, as I get older, I want a well-oiled, simple model because I enjoy hobbies. I enjoy spending time with friends. I, you know, about every Friday, I'll have lunch or uh, go for a walk or uh, spend time with a friend. And I really enjoy that. And I I don't remember ever doing stuff like that when I had a larger team, because I was always worried about productivity and payroll and pushing this large machine to make it all work. And Nowadays, you know, there are a lot less moving parts and yes, we're doing more of the personal work as the owner, but like I said, I enjoyed it. And I think I got too far away from that as a full-time employee model that I missed it. I missed my craft. I missed the mastery of that and the connection I had with my clients. There was moments, Andrea, where I didn't know like 30, 40% of the members' names. And, and that like bothered me because I started this out of, you know, a sense- you wanted of, to
1: be a part of the community. Like yeah, you wanted to be- I'm
0: like the team captain. I don't want to be the CEO in the back room and the, the locked office. And, you know, it's like, that's not in my interpretation of what we're doing. You know, this is a local family run community business where we're we're doing our part, but I'm not going to put myself last when it comes to income. Um, and And that, you know, in a sense- um, was directly related to the model of of really pushing the narrative in my mind of in order for me to be successful and sleep you know, at night saying I've made it as a business owner is I had staff being paid professional rates and leading them. And I now feel similar to that with a professional part-time team. And if anything, they show up with so much energy over and over again because that same feeling too I you know describe that burnout or that drain sometimes your full time people will feel.
1: Yeah. There is something about like I get to do this part time because it's really fun for me. I don't have to do it. I want to do it. Whereas it, when something becomes your job, there is a level of responsibility of like, you know, this is my full time job. I need to like perform, but Yeah. It's just different. Like I, I can, I can see how someone who like loves coaching and would honestly do it like with so much passion and for free like being the opportunity of like, Oh my gosh, like I get paid, like I get paid for this. Like I'm excited to show up. I'm excited to contribute. I'm excited to coach. Like, this is one of those things I'm so passionate about that. Like, it doesn't feel like work. I want to do it.
0: Yeah. And you brought up this last point where anytime you increase the operating costs of the business, your prices are going to go up. And if you're stuck in a full-time model where you love your team, you need to revisit the numbers. And the thing that might be standing in the way is you haven't reran the numbers to increase your rates, to work back in your, your margins. So that's a confrontation money problem that you mentioned before that always needs to happen. Um, Otherwise you're going to start businesses within the business trying to solve this income problem, which adds more complexity. So we're here to say, hey, if you want to run a simple business model that you can have fun, you know, being an active part in, then yeah, you don't need all those moving parts because it's a different model. It's a different lifestyle. And if you compare them apples to apples, you know, if I'm saying, hey, 10K plus plus in owner income using this model and 10K, you're saying, hey, I'm earning 10K with professional Full time team. It's apples to apples in terms of income, but in terms of time, energy, effort to manage the the overall operations, completely different. And that's what I wanted. I wanted income and ease in time. Um, so not everyone's going to be on that path. You know, I'm kind of full circled. I've I've rode the bell curve. You know, young, eager, ambitious, starting everything, searching for the right. know model and i ironically returned back to how i started with uh one program two membership options and a part-time team and couldn't be happier nice cool well
1: this is a great conversation i think um yeah just shedding light on like i guess some takeaways is what do you define as success um Like, how can you put yourself first in your business? And then what is the model that is going to get you all of that? Like your version of success. And then like you being taken care of the owner, um, of of the business. So if you're interested in learning a simple lean and profitable business model that really sets your gym up to like be run with ease and simplicity, and also like be able to provide you with a uh, professional salary, then we want to invite you to our 12 week marketing and a business coaching program. This is a program for brick and mortar gym owners who really want to simplify their business model. They have tried, you know, having all these programs and selling all these things and running all these challenges. And they and they've found short-term success, but they haven't really found something that actually uh, you know, provides long-term with the simplicity of it all. So if you're interested in kind of like learning more to see if this is the model that's going to really align with your goals, uh, both income goals and lifestyle goals, we want to invite you to apply. Just head to www.factoryforge.com call book a 15 minute call. We'll kind of get to know you where you're at. Um, and you can learn more about if this is the, the model for you. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Chris.
0: If you're ready to start growing your membership base with long term clients and building a gym that gives you income and lifestyle, then I want to invite you to apply to my program where I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month, take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit without spending all of your time working by implementing our proven process, the lifestyle gym model. Head to factoryforge.com forward slash apply to apply to work with us.